0: The investigators believe he murdered
1: her. They just can't prove it. It's my first initial call to the private investigator working on my dad's case.
0: My wife jumps up from the table and says, oh my god, who is this man coming in the backyard?
1: I divorced him because I couldn't trust him at all. He lied to me at the very beginning. He was living two separate lives.
0: in the water about 50 yards away, and identified it as it was a person.
2: You are currently listening to Ashes to Ash TV, season two, What Happened to Carolyn Blankenfeld? Episode 19, Under Arrest. In a message to Bree, Chris says,
1: He says, hey kiddos, I hope you're all doing well. I miss you all terribly and I hope you all know this. Annie told me that I have to tell you guys this and rather than telling each of you individually, I'm telling you this way. 205 days ago was hard, so hard for all of us. I have been essentially crushed, absolutely haunted since then. I know all of you are having the same hard time. I'm forever so, so sorry. Up until just recently, I didn't want to go on. I'm seeing a counselor. I've had some medical behavior things going on since the day in the water with mom. I'm dizzy a lot. Sometimes so dizzy I throw up or fall down. Standing from sitting or laying down is worse. Getting lost, driving home. So lost I have to GPS myself home. Lots of pressure in my head between my eyes. Went to an ENT, he said that everything was clear. I can't concentrate. Work things are taking so much longer. Short-term memory is almost completely shot. If I don't write it down or do it immediately, I'll probably forget. I'm very, very impulsive here at The on Un- Capitals. I sold absolutely everything, which wish I had it. I bought a house in Wisconsin that I never intended on going to. I intend on selling it when I have about 100k equity in it. I went and had an MRI done a few weeks ago because I wanted to see what the F was going on. I thought I had brain cancer. My therapist thought it was depression or grief. As it turns out, the day in the water, I apparently had a stroke in my frontal lobe. When my lungs collapsed, shush, and adrenaline started spiking, the doctor thinks that apparently caused it. The doctor also told me that the things I am experiencing may be my new normal. Only time will tell. Only recently have I started to feel a bit better. I have been dating only one person. I don't know if you guys wanna hear that, but it is what it is. She makes me feel better and not so alone. She is almost 39 and has three kids. Um, she has her own house and mobile, but her kids and her stay with me almost constantly. It keeps my mind occupied. I hope you kids are okay with everything. If I'm weird on, or just sit on the phone, it's because I'm trying to deal with things. I love you all. I hope that you all still love me the same. Wow. Um, that's, the, that's the last time I ever heard about stroke. I've never heard him talk about it ever again.
2: Wow, that's interesting. So that was the, the main medical thing that happened to him is his lungs collapsed? Yeah. And how long was he in the hospital for after? A day and a half. So one thing we really like to do on the show here is show all sides of any case that we're working on. The problem with this case is we've gotten no one who's been willing to come forward and really kind of stand on Chris's side or defend what might have happened that day on the boat. So one thing we've really leaned on is in Chris's own words, hearing what happened on the day on the boat. And through that, we had two letters, which we've showcased so far throughout this show. One thing I wanted to see if I could get my hands on the police interrogation audio, which was taken the day after Carolyn died when Chris was in the hospital. It took a little bit of finessing but we did finally get this audio i'm going to share this with you now please understand it is a little bit hard to hear i hate putting things with bad audio on the show although a lot of this stuff i don't record so i don't have any choice in how it was recorded so i will put up subtitles and I do apologize for the quality of it. We did try to clean it up as much as we could, but I do still think you can hear everything very clearly. It's just a little bit jumbled, so you can use the subtitles to help you understand what they're saying. I then call Bree. Hey. Hey, how's it going?
1: Good, just one second.
2: Okay. I'm
1: kind of becoming more and more scared for my safety
2: every day. Yeah.
1: But I still don't wanna stop doing this.
2: Yeah, what, I mean, what particularly happened today that spooked you? I got
1: a random text message from an unknown number. I don't know if I should say the number, but...
2: No, you don't need to do uh, that, but what what was the message?
1: It said, whatever you think you're doing will be met harshly, legally, and most likely jail time.
2: Yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy that it was like sent probably from a Google number or like a burner phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a coward. Yeah, I don't. is a little spooky.
1: Did you get a chance to listen to the audio?
2: No, no, no. I just got back and called you.
1: Do you want to listen to it together? Sure. All right. Do you um do you have it on your computer? Mine is dead.
2: Oh, okay. Um, hold on. Let me get my computer. Okay. Sorry about that, Bree. You're good. All and right. also,
1: before we listen to it, Carolyn's brother has the audio, and he said. I listened to the audio interview with Chris. I know how he talks normally, how his voice is drama. His voice was drama. He was not honest about Carolyn's infidelity. He said to me at the funeral that he found a knockoff on Carolyn's motorcycle that contained a guy's phone number. He told me she cheated on him more than once and that the therapy counselor, counselor was no help. He also said that Carolyn was di- diagnosed as a narcissist borderline personality disorder. I know my sister. She would have never jumped off the boat. That was not her style. And her and I kayaked in the inlet. Chris, Chris's interview seemed off. That's... I kind of listened to it. Like, I was at work, but he seemed, like, calm and, like, didn't sound like he was having a hard time talking or breathing or...
2: Anything so, yeah, and I think that's so telling.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: is that all they send audio wise? Yeah, okay, that's interesting because there's a lot more things if you look, so we're gonna have to find specific evidence things and call them because we're missing a lot. Okay, okay, uh, let's see.
0: Is at okay sit down? Anytime you need to stop or whatever, just let it go. Right Excuse me. Okay. I'm investigator J.W. Armstrong of the Florida Fish and Wildlife Today's date is May 7th, 2018, and the time is 11.35 a.m. I'm conducting a criminal investigation regarding a vessel incident, and I am taking a statement from Christopher Blankenship, the other person's present in the, in the interview is Sue C.L.A. Schaefer. Um, I explained the form to you, so I'm just going to go ahead and read through all this stuff, Mr. Blankenship. Um, You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be used against you in the court of law. You have the right to talk to a lawyer. Have uh, one present with you while you're being questioned. If you cannot afford to hire a lawyer, one will be appointed to represent you before any questioning if you wish. If you decide at any time to exercise these rights and not answer any questions uh, or make any statements, do you understand the rights? Yes. Am I your arrest? sir?
2: to kind of dive into this next part i had to bring some notes with me because it's going to be a little bit confusing so i really want everyone to understand what we understand here on the show so first and foremost carolyn died may 6th of 2018 because of some of the chaos that was going on in their relationships it made things really confusing as far as what might have happened to carolyn and why it might have happened One thing I had really wanted to do throughout this process is kind of dig into these affairs to find out if any of them could have potentially impacted what happened to Carolyn. The potential affairs that might have happened that I thought were a little bit more important to this were some of the ones that might have been happening on Chris's side. So far, everything seems to be speculation. Everyone around the couple seems to believe that Chris was having an affair. The woman who Chris was reportedly having an affair with by the neighbors and friends, She's adamant that they were not having an affair. Would you
1: know why everyone
2: thinks that you
1: and my dad were having more than a friendship? Yeah, I think it's very debate. That's probably
2: because my friend. Uh-huh so I'm not sure if he, they were or were not having an affair. I do have some major concerns after Brie had spoke to her on the telephone. Yes. You have two married people who are both struggling with their marriages and they haven't been friends before. They had just met through work and then all of a sudden they bond together over a shared frustration of what's going on in their marriages. And I think if you understand affairs, that seems to be how a lot of affairs occur. And even if there's not a full physical affair, there's often a mental affair going on when you have those types of scenarios. So that's one thing that really concerned me regardless of if there was a physical affair going on. The second part in the conversation that really bugged me is at one point, the coworker says, I started dating other people. I
1: think I spoke with Chris after I left also. In a good period, like I said, I was going through a harsh divorce, very mental. Trustful divorce increased with the great sports. He would call exactly me. It was somebody that I could be trusted him. You know, it meant a lot to him. He would listen to me. <laughs> and then we stopped talking. I think, like I said, I started day date other people, you know, that between divorce and I'm married again. So I guess we relationships, you
2: know. Now, She could have meant that in regards to the fact that she was leaving her husband and then started dating other people But it sounded really strange the way she said it and it made me think that she was talking About her and Chris and then she started dating other people So I really think those were some of the things that really kind of stood out to me It seemed like Carolyn was really going around letting everyone know that Chris was having an affair There seems to be a secretive of nature around when Chris went over to her house and there seemed to be conflict when this person came over to Chris and Carolyn's house on the 4th of July party. So with all of that, I do think there could have been something going on. Whether that was a physical affair or not, I'm not sure. But I do think that something probably not so acceptable to Carolyn was happening between the two of them. So I kind of feel like if that was an affair that was happening, depending on how you defined affair, I feel, though, it appears that it was pretty much over prior to Carolyn passing away. So I don't know if there was an affair there, if it would have had any impact on what happened to Carolyn. So the next person that we still have to dive into is Sarah, the woman who he is currently engaged to. She had been pregnant prior to Carolyn passing away and then the child was born after Carolyn passed away. Now we haven't been able to confirm with anyone at the office that there was a affair going on ahead of time. We have not been able to confirm if Sarah's child is also Chris's child. That does seem like an incredible motive if it was his child and all of a sudden maybe he found out for sure it was his child once it was born. Or maybe when he met Sarah, he fell in love and was totally fine with the instant family and being with a woman who was currently pregnant. Obviously there's nothing wrong with that either. So that could be the alternative to the fact that Sarah's baby may or may not be Chris's. So that's something we're still looking into. And so we will hopefully have more information on that as we continue. So, the third woman involved here was the woman in Wisconsin, and I'm just going to refer to her as the Wisconsin woman moving forward. The friends and neighbors of Chris really seemed to believe that the friendship, relationship, whatever it was with the Wisconsin woman moved really fast after Carolyn passed away. It seemed like within a month, Chris had purchased a house and was ready to move up to Wisconsin. So we really wanted to dig in and try to figure out what had occurred with this woman. Although we did go to the house that Chris had purchased with her. Oh, that looks closed up, right? That looks pretty, pretty effectively shut down. Okay, I feel confident that we can pull right in front of the house right now. (laughs) You just wanna pull right up to it? Yeah. Okay.
1: Wow. Somebody's
2: still getting a newspaper delivered. Well there's furniture. Look at there's a cat there's house. a cat tower. There's a security oh, system. Oh shit. Oh my god. Wow, I just think no one's probably home. That's crazy that definitely someone lives there.
1: You should uh, go up to the door.
2: Yeah, I need to knock. Alright, I'm gonna go up. Okay. Okay, you gonna stay with her?
1: Yeah, we'll hang. We'll hang Brie. This is why we have video of Ash being abducted in the home. Yeah, alright. I'm so anxious for (laughs) you right now! Oh shit. Here she goes! Oh my god. There's some severe anxiety going on right now. I'm not like... uh, uh. Can you still see her? Yeah. I might dip you below just for a second so that, like, if someone comes to the door, they don't see that I'm holding a a phone. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: You're not even here.
1: (laughs) I know. So, are there, like, neighbors outside right now? Not that I could see. Like, it, it seems... It seems like a really nice neighborhood. Oh, here she comes. Doesn't look like anyone answered. I wonder if it, it would be pointless
2: to like, talk to some neighbors. Oh, hello. Sorry, I'm coming. Oh, she's running back. Can you hear me? I
1: have no idea. Who oh. Oh.
2: are you looking for? Oh, Chris Blankenfeld? Do I have the wrong address? Are you Chris Blankenfeld? I think you the wrong Oh, sorry about that. Didn't mean to disturb you. We were never able to make quality contact with her or anything usable. But we were able to track down friends of hers and also through chris's family we were able to place together what we believe happened here and through fact checking and comparing her friend's story to chris's family story i believe we were able to patch together pretty clearly what had transpired with this woman so first and foremost it appeared that he had met this wisconsin woman all the way back in the 90s when they were pretty young So I don't think that they hung out a lot. It sounded like they had kind of a brief love affair maybe, and it ended relatively quickly. It seemed more like it probably was the equivalent of a fling, or maybe they met up a few times, but nothing long-term came of it. So they both seemed to go their own ways. From all accounts, I haven't been able to find anyone who knows of them talking between the 90s and currently until Carolyn passed away. So from what I can tell, the Wisconsin woman and Chris reconnected in June of 2018. So that's one month after Carolyn passed away. So the person did say they believed it was late June, so maybe six weeks after Carolyn passed away. This friend of the Wisconsin woman was pretty adamant, however, that they hadn't been speaking prior to June. And it did seem to be pretty credible from the information she brought forward. But what is really surprising about this is how quickly the two of them move. It really seems like a whirlwind relationship once again, if that's what happened with them in the early 90s. So they meet in June, and by July they're engaged to be married. And we were able to confirm this engagement from a family member of Chris's, and we were also able to confirm the purchase of an engagement ring from Kay's Jewelers. Unfortunately, the person from K's was extremely worried about getting fired. So we were only able to view the receipt. I wasn't able to take a picture of it, but it was a $6,500 ring. Absolutely stunning. And Chris had purchased it for this woman in Wisconsin. And that was about a month after they had reconnected. So sometime in July. And I was really surprised to hear this but it does sound from all accounts that the neighbors had that this relationship was moving really fast. It didn't seem that the neighbors knew that they were engaged, so I thought this was a really interesting twist. So the Wisconsin woman's friend said that this woman was never really comfortable wearing the ring or even talking about the engagement. She kept it pretty hush-hush. The friend says that she was nervous that This was moving too fast and that she wasn't even sure if Chris was going to move out there and if so when and had told her friend that she would put the ring on once Chris was out there. So apparently the ring was never really worn. This friend also discussed with us that the Wisconsin woman was unaware that Carolyn had died in the fashion she had. She knew Chris was a widower, but she didn't really know the circumstances of how or when he was a widow. And I guess it was pretty shocking after about a month after they had been talking that she was finally given this information. And according to this friend, it put her family on high alert immediately that they thought something was strange about the situation. So I think with all of this going on, I can really understand why the Wisconsin woman might not have put the ring on yet. I think there's a lot of strange things happening. Things are moving really fast. You find out that his wife has died under kind of strange circumstances a few months before. And so I think she was pumping the brakes a little bit, but at this point it sounded like she was still believing him and ready to go down the path of being in a relationship with him. And I think that's pretty evident because they bought a house together and they closed on that house August 31st of 2018. So keep in mind, that's only three and a half months after Carolyn passed away. Now the really strange thing about this, after August 31st, I can find no travel records of Chris ever going back out to Wisconsin. The Wisconsin woman's friend also said that she never saw Chris again. So what happened uh, after August 31st that caused them to buy a house together and never speak again? So one of the only things I can think that might have come into the picture here was Sarah. We have pictures of Chris and Sarah from October of 2018. Now obviously Chris moves really fast, but were Sarah and the woman in Wisconsin's relationships ever overlapping, or were they completely separate also? So kind of another thing uh, that had been kind of in the back of my mind, which I have no proof of and this is complete speculation, but if Sarah was pregnant prior to Carolyn dying and then had the baby after Carolyn passed away, is there any chance that that baby was Chris's? And if so, did he find that out? And was that the thing that broke up him and the Wisconsin woman? So that's complete speculation. We're still looking into that, but that was something that really concerned me because I think that would lend a lot of motive to this case obviously we need to look into that more and find out if that's true or not so if anyone has any information on the legitimacy of that child and if it is connected to chris we would love to know we don't have to put your name on the show and we don't have to showcase the information if i can see it and i can back up the information with legitimate facts uh, i'll definitely still be able to talk about it and use it and if I can't back up that information obviously we'd be very clear about that because we don't want to say things that are potentially untrue on the show so if you do have information please let us know the emails at the end of the episode please email any tips to ashland 57 at gmail.com a-s-h-l-a-n-d at gmail.com. So then the last thing that happened with the Wisconsin woman is Chris comes off of the title at the house at some point within the following year. So even though as of August 31st they were both on the title, now only the Wisconsin woman is on the title. So he came off of it fully. Well, I wish we really had more information about that. If the Wisconsin woman does decide to talk to us, we would love to hear her thoughts on what occurred here but that's kind of what we know right now so we don't know if she knows additional information or what her stance is on everything. And we're going to respect her privacy currently because I don't feel like it had a direct impact on what happened here. But hopefully at some point she does come forward and talk to us so we can find out if she knows anything about what might have happened to Carolyn. I just wanted to break into the episode really quick and remind everybody to subscribe if you can. If you do want to subscribe, you can do it right on the website, www.ashes2ashtv.com, A-S-H-E-S, t.o.a.s.h.t.v.com. If you choose to subscribe on the website, you get to see episodes early, you get to see commercial free content, discounted merchandise, and you get to be part of our private Facebook subscriber group so you have a little bit more access to the crew. If you're not in a position where you can subscribe on the website, please share our show. It's really important that we get these cases out into the world, so please share this content so that hopefully we can get someone to take action on these cases. If you do choose to subscribe on the website all that money just goes back into us trying to solve these cases so it goes towards a good cause and of course the show is always free that's how we get in tips and solve these cases now back to the show
0: we're making statements do you understand the rights
2: yes okay. am i under arrest or? Yes,
0: sir you're not under arrest huh. that's what i said the form okay. you have, so i'm reading it off Any promises or threats that made you or pressure or coercion of any kind to get you to uh, make any statements? No, yes, sir. Uh, as law enforcement officer of State of Florida, I am empowered to swear you in under for the purpose of taking a sworn statement. pursuant of Florida, statute 117.10. Please raise your right hand. Do you swear or affirm to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in the matter we are about to discuss? Yes, sir. the influence of any drugs or alcohol? They—they they giving you anything for pain or anything? You know? They give me a shot for a okay. nausea. No, I don't think so. Uh, but you don't feel impaired? Or no, sir, I don't. You're just obviously in shock from what's happened. Okay. Uh, with that in mind, again, our deepest condolences. We're sorry. If you could just run me through what happened yesterday.
2: Ashes to Ash is created by Ash Patino, associate producer Kate Giordano, co-host production manager Bree, crew members Montania Samuels, Cole Ellers, Victoria Gockler, musical score David Patino. To subscribe on the website for commercial free content, please go to ashes to ash tv.com. A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H-T-V.com. If you know of any illegal activity involving this case, please reach out to your local law enforcement. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, please go to Ashes2Ash, True Crime, on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at ashes 2 TV. If you would like to give a tip or information, we can keep you anonymous. Please email me at ashland57 at gmail.com. A-S-H-L-A-N-D-5-7 at gmail.com.